0: A third lawsuit is filed to throw out the new gerrymandered legislative maps created by Ohio Republicans. And those Republicans have to respond to all three of those lawsuits by the end of today. Former State Senator Nina Turner appears ready to take on Chantel Brown again for Congress, And the Cleveland Clinic is seeing its highest volume of COVID-19 patients since last winter, and it expects the next couple of weeks to be even worse. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Tuesday, September the 28th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Three Ohio civic organizations and six individual Ohioans filed the third gerrymandering lawsuit to date, with the Supreme Court of Ohio seeking to block the legislative maps approved by Republicans two weeks ago. The Ohio Supreme Court has given those Republicans who approved the gerrymandered districts until the end of today to respond to all three of the suits. The plaintiffs in the latest case argue that the new maps violate the prohibition against partisan gerrymandering and voters' equal protection and associational rights under the Ohio Constitution. The suit argues that the maps harm black Ohioans. The Brennan Center for Justice at New York University filed the suit on behalf of the Ohio Organizing Collaborative, CARE of Ohio, and the Environmental Council. Gerrymandering lawsuits go straight to the Ohio Supreme Court without being argued in lower courts. The suit says the packing of Democrats into tight districts leaves many black and Muslim residents with less power in the political system. Former State Senator Nina Turner has filed paperwork to run in a 2022 Democratic primary rematch against Cuyahoga County Councilwoman Chantel Brown, who won a hotly contested special election congressional primary over the summer. Brown beat Turner in the August primary by slightly more than 4,300 votes in a race flooded with outside money in the final weeks. Brown must still win the general election, but likely will because of the heavy concentration of Democratic voters. Turner filed a statement of candidacy form at the Federal Election Commission on Friday. While Brown comfortably won the August election, any rematch would occur in a district with different boundaries that haven't yet been set by Ohio's legislature. It will likely include the entire city of Cleveland where Turner outperformed Brown, though its turnout was far lower than the current district's suburban portions. If there's a rematch, Brown would have more advantages than she did in her summer run, including the edge of incumbency. The Cleveland Clinic is now seeing its highest volume of COVID-19 patients since last winter, causing long wait times in clinic emergency departments and fewer non-essential surgeries. The clinic predicts the highest volumes of COVID-19 patients will come in the next several weeks. About 460 patients, including 135 in intensive care units, are in the clinic's Ohio hospitals. This is more than double the number of patients that were hospitalized with COVID-19 at the clinic just one month ago. The majority of these patients are unvaccinated, the hospital system said. Statewide, unvaccinated people account for close to 94% of the recent coronavirus hospitalizations. Monday afternoon's home game against the Kansas City Royals was the last time Cleveland baseball fans could see the massive Indians name tower over Progressive Field while taking in a ball game. City Planning Commission documents released Monday offer a glimpse of the new look, with a script aluminum sign bearing the new Guardian's name perched atop the ballpark scoreboard. The new sign will sit atop the scoreboard that was built in 2016. Like the current sign, LED lights will line the letters. The red Guardian sign will be 81 feet by 28 feet, about the same size as the current Indian sign. The Design Review Committee will meet Thursday to discuss the plans. The committee then advises the Planning Commission, which is scheduled to review the plans the following day. Once home to the Rockefeller fortune, East Cleveland is so cash-strapped today that it cannot pay out major damages in lawsuits, and some attorneys are refusing to take cases against the city. That eliminates a major check on the city's power. In a series on police chases that terrify this city, Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer lay out the state of chases in East Cleveland. The state placed East Cleveland on fiscal emergency nearly nine years ago. Its status has not improved since then as its tax base has continued to disappear. It owes tens of millions of dollars in legal judgments, most of them involving the police department. Without facing consequences, police officers can misbehave without impediment. In recent years, individual officers have been accused of stealing from residents and framing drug suspects. Most recently, they have terrified residents by speeding through this three-square-mile city, chasing suspects nearly once a day. Check out the series on Cleveland.com and in The Plain Dealer. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer.